you guys uh, come in, I presume, in your gun cutter to dock with the station? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to swim. Sorry, you're going to what? Oh, I'm going I'm to... I'll just jump out the airwalk. I can, I can swim in space. Oh, jeez. I'm pretty sure I can cobble together a tripod and a couple other things just from crap laying around on the ship. I I honestly, I can't imagine that you would be able to fail, like, assembling a tripod through a week-long voyage through the void. So, (laughs) uh, and it's, you you probably have a bonus to install the thing. So, I mean, let's say that the the role's probably not necessary. You wanted to get a, a tripod installed on the missile launcher sort of in, in preparation for turning it into, like, an, a Vox-operated turret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you get a tripod for that missile launcher. Okay, I'll write that down. Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of the other stuff I want to put on it isn't really feasible to do, like a fire selector. That would require acquisition. Yeah. A tripod, like, you could make it out of the scraps that are lying around the ship maintenance bay. After... A week and a half or so of travel through the warp, which is on the shorter side for warp voyages. You pop out in the fear system. There are three vessels in orbit around this planet. Uh, one of them is Skintilla's Bounty. One of them is the Omnissiah's Ward. And one of them is the Death to the False Emperor. What? I was going to say, Death to the False Emperor? What? I'm just kidding. There's no Death to the False Emperor. But <laughs> I sorry, wanted to see a reaction to it. Uh, how do you spell fear? P H Y R R. From orbit, it looks like a. Um, it looks hauntingly beautiful with a um, like green and purple land masses and sparkling blue seas and lots and lots and lots of thick white cloud cover. In orbit around it, there are the two ships, the Omnissiah's Ward and Skintilla's Bounty. But there's also a third ship. Those first two are sort of like standard bulk transports, not too much bigger than the frigate that you guys are riding in. Um, The other one is a full-size battle cruiser, though. Gleaming silver from prow to rear, which like completely dwarfs your ships. With uh, crew in numbering in the tens of thousands, this is a very large ship, like probably about five kilometers long. Yours is less than a kilometer long. So it's a cruiser or battle cruiser class, not like a light cruiser or a corvette. This is a, a full-on battle cruiser, like a, approaching full capital ship size. Checking the records of the very large ship, you see it is called the Argentavis, registered to a rogue trader by the name of Gideon Argentos. Ah! Rogue trader. Yes. The one people that can get away with heresy. Yes, they can. It's the, They technically can't, but they're, um well... They legally cannot, but in practice do, because they operate so far away from Imperial authority usually that people aren't around to call them out on it. Uh, Rogue traders have the authority to sort of explore the fringes of Imperial space and conduct trade with people, reestablish contact with old Imperial worlds, kind of float around doing whatever they want, as long as it serves the general interests of the Imperium. This is one such vessel, a very big one. Think we should say hi to him? You, you certainly can hail them. 
and uh, speak to whoever answers your comms. I look to the noble Ketho and uh, ask his opinion because uh, I am not uh, educated in such manners of, you know, manners. <laughs> I think making contact would idea. So, so wait, wait, John, you, you don't want to be the one to contact uh, an Imperial Navy vessel that has enough firepower to knock out a large planet? Yeah, you know, I just feel something about hearing my like grating voice over there that they might just shoot me rather than hail back. <laughs> but Zarkov usually makes such good first impressions. <laughs> Most people try to kill him. What's our ship name again? You are on the Inquisition frigate Spear of Discord. Yeah, you, you're going to hail the Argentavis? Yes. All right. You go to the bridge of the um, Spear of Discord and find um, Rexler Salt the uh, interrogator of Greta Margulin, as well as Romulus, the psyker in her service. Greta Margulin being the Inquisitor whose acolytes you helped find. They're both on the bridge as well, taking stock of the situation. Romulus sort of muses to himself that uh, it is unusual, well, unusual but not unexpected to see a rogue traitor visiting fear. I say let's... Uh... Let's give him a call. The All of you gather around the um, sort of transmitter console and hail the other ship. After a few seconds of letting it ring, someone picks up on the other end, and you see a uh, fresh-faced sort of Navy officer in his low 20s answers it. He's like, uh, he he hello, this is this is Assistant Helmsman Thanison speaking on the Argentavis. Yeah. What are you... Who are you? This is Acolyte Rolkine on the uh, Spear of Discord. Oh, oh, Inquisition. Oh, okay, hi. Hi, how can we help you? Oh, we just arrived in the system. We were hoping to have a chat with uh, Gideon Argentus. Oh, he's um he's down on the planet right now as our um I'm I'm actually the ranking officer on the ship right now. It's uh when we get to a strange planet, it's our standard practice to send all of our superior officers down on a single shuttle. So they're all down there and it's just me up here. But I could... Young man, are you saying you are running that entire ship? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Assistant Helmsman Thanison. Uh, at, at the bridge. He looks... He's, like, visibly sweating. <laughs> I see. What? What is your purpose in this system? Hunting trip. Uh, Mr... Or Mr. Lord, I haven't quite figured out the right honorific to use. He kind of changes his mind, which he likes a lot, but anyway... Mr. Lord is, uh, is appropriate. Mr. Okay, thank you. Mr. Lord. Mr. Lord, Mr. Lord Argentos is down on the planet. He's quite a hunting enthusiast, and Fear has uh, comically dangerous wildlife, I think, and so that's why he's here. He wants to shoot it. This checks out with what you know about some nobility. I, um, I quickly like, glance at everyone and say, do we want to meet him? Do we need to meet him? Question. Can my psychic powers work through the void of space like could i use mind reading on him or is that impossible because what's the range on mind reading uh, i i imagine it's less than like uh, 100 kilometers 20 meters times psi rating so that would be 100 do you have a psi rating of 5000 no then you can't reach him okay I see. I, I ask um, Assistant Helmsman Thanison, who else is he hunting with? Who else is on your senior staff? Oh, the, our um, our astropath is down there for communications. The chief officer of the Mechanicus, our Seneschal, 
our chief of arms. Everybody is down there. Everyone who's important is down there. I know the term, but I can't put my hand on it. Seneschal? Seneschal is like sort of head of security, as I understand it. Basically stops bad stuff from going on. So, war. Is it standard practice for everyone to go down on a trip such as this? Well, I mean, it's how we always do it on our ship. I see. Thank you for your time, Assistant Helmsman. Oh, okay. Um, Great to be in the same system. Yeah, nice nice, nice to meet you, Mr. Rolkine, sir. Mr. Acolyte, sir. Mr. Ro- A- Lord Acolyte Rolkine to you. Lord Acolyte Rolkine, sir. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> And uh, he sort of fumbles around for a button for a bit and then hangs up. Okay, so I think I I see two possibilities here. I immediately get into planning mode. We can go over there and get a tour, or I can get a tour and you guys can poke around. I give uh, Zarkov a look with a little smile, or we can go down and meet Gideon Argentos himself. Maybe even joining for join him for some hunting. Um. Where's that Mechanicus outpost? Is that a space station or is that on the surface? It's a space station. All, all the um, ships are sort of in geosynchronous orbit pretty close to that station. Sorry, what space station is this? It's the, the only permanent Imperial presence on the planet is an Adeptus Mechanicus research station. And that's in orbit. Yeah. They're on the surface is the corresponding research facility, which is staffed entirely by prisoners. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we we had to go before we actually go to the planet surface. Want to go there for the order if we want to make like rec tests or anything, and just to let everyone know that you're here. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think we can use their lack of leadership on that ship though to get us in very easily. That guy doesn't know what he's doing, so we can just throw yeah. a bunch of jargon at him. Yes, it's the emperor's law. Blah 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 blah. That we can come over and have dinner at any time. You are legally <laughs> obligated to give us anything in your fridge that we want. It's the law. Yes, that includes the captain's fine amasek. All of it. <laughs> Drink straight out of the bottle. Why is the amasek always gone? <laughs> I'm surprised your senior officer didn't tell you that you have to take off your pants and wear them on your head whenever a lord enters your ship. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm, I, I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't know that. I'll, I'll fix that right away. <laughs> Zip, flump. My offense has drifted away for now. <laughs> it circles overhead, ready to swoop down again if you displease me. Yeah, you're um, approaching the station now? Yes. Well, actually, I mean, what kind of authority do we have with uh, the Spear of Discord? Can we just tell them, go here and do that? I mean, it's, it is showing official Inquisition livery on the ship. Like, there's literally a big eye on the bow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. With a proper adorning skull, guys. Come on, you know, it's gotta have the skull. Gotta have the proper ratio of skulls to... So the plan is to get aboard uh, Argent... What is it? The Argentavis. Okay, so is the plan to get aboard Argentavis while the officers are away on the planet? Is that the plan? At some point, but we should go, you know, dock at the station too. Yeah, no, you made a good point, though, that, you know, it's while they're down on the planet as you do it, and who knows how long they're gonna be down there. That's true, we could just show up and be fine. Well, just unless we cause a massive shit show and that precludes us from going to the station. Now, Tyrus is thinking back to what the Inquisitor said. What exactly did he say to do with this uh, this rogue traitor that was named by our informant, Shade? 
stop her doing the bad heresy stuff. And that means kill her? If you feel it necessary, yes. Okay, just clarifying. It He left it up to you whether to use lethal or non-lethal. Okay, so sh- but Shade basically said that this was a rogue trader that he dealt with a lot with Faceless Trade, right? Wait, 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 no. Um, rogue trader and Faceless Trader are not the same. You you were sent to apprehend a Faceless Trader, not a rogue trader. Okay, so Shade said that there's a Faceless Trader that he worked with who yes. is here on Fear. That makes sense seeing how we fought the Fear Cat. So I assume this is the person who either bought or sold or had something to do with the fear cat Possibly. showing up. You don't know specifically where the cat came from, but it was on this planet at some point and then was brought off. Okay, so this rogue trader, we we don't know who he is, and he was not in our briefing. He was not in your briefing, no. Okay, so we don't know who the hell this guy is. And just showed up and parked a battle cruiser in orbit, as you do. So, I mean, what information do we have on this faceless trader? Just that she's here somewhere or do we have any other information yeah she you know that she was visiting the planet okay so with that in mind where do you still want to try and board the argentivis or you want to go talk to the tech priests at the outpost first well what are we gonna accomplish i i I mean i'm sure there's uh i know there's something we can accomplish but i'm just like i don't know if anybody has any concrete plan i mean we can just pump that guy for information too the other question is, did anyone, uh, did the Mechanicus know that we were coming to fear? No. I don't think anybody. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if they started trying to contact us and be like, what the hell are you doing on our planet? They might be more along the lines of uh, their funeral. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Why don't we go over? We could we could do a little divide and conquer. We could, um, why don't we, we'll get that guy off the ship. Well, it's like, let's say uh, me and Matt and Ketho and Zarkov, because Zarkov can do the sneaky sleuthing on the big ship, and you got the social skills, I'm Mechanicus, and I guess it just makes sense we go in pairs. Well, psychic powers are useful. Do we want to split the party, though? Like, we haven't even started, we're already going to split the party. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's start searching around. Well, we could get that information from the guy, too. I I kind of have an idea though. It's like um, if we if we do go to the station first, I think that actually might be the best plan now that John mentions it because um, we might be able to find. It's like a less hostile environment. Information will be a bit more open. We can see who's come and gone. Like I, I'm sure, pretty much everyone who comes to the station goes to the Mechanicus outpost at some point. There's going to be records somewhere. The second question is, uh, how subtle are we doing this? I mean, obviously, they can see that we're an Inquisition ship, so I don't think we can lie and say, yeah, we're such-and-so traitors or noblemen. I mean, there are different, like, there some situations it benefits you to be subtle. Like, the previous adventure was one where subtlety definitely was a very helpful thing, and not having people know your Inquisition. But sometimes the authority of the Inquisition itself can be very helpful to just use openly. And it's up yeah. to you to decide when that is the best thing to do. Well, like I said, I don't know if we can bluff our way through this because we're in a black ship. So, or sorry, not a, not a black ship. A um, What are the Inquisition ships? It's it's just a, a ship flying under the uh, authority of the Inquisition. So, but yeah, we can always go into like disguise and stuff like that, you know, and try to hide ourselves or something, you know. But right now, it's very open who we are. So let's roll with it. 
Yeah, once we get onto the surface, I think that can change. Because but we can be subtle about our purpose. That's the thing. We should never let on yes. who we're actually looking for or what we're here for. What what would be our, our cover for our presence anyway? Well, I mean, Inquisition always looks for heresy. But what kind of heresy are we looking for? We need to come up with a good heresy and start, like, banging on doors about that particular heresy. Hmm. Shouldn't have anything to do with trading. No. We should make up something. Like a new hypertoxin drug. What? No, we won't create it. We'll just make it up. Yeah, that there's some sort something being... We're hunting down some sort of, like, cloaking orc ship that's shooting spores out that are turning people into orcs. Hmm. That's only slightly far-fetched. I mean, you could just... I mean, if you want me to interject, is there a reason you would not go in openly as the Inquisition? Oh, at this point, we're fine, but we're just trying to hide what we're actually here for. Okay. So try to, like, make sure that our our foes or anyone who's a traitor doesn't think that we're on to them. You know, we're here for a completely different thing. Let them think that they're pulling one over on the Inquisition, you know? All right. Yeah, let's say we're looking for orc spores. It's a new thing. I mean, we got all uh, next weeks to think that one out, but exactly. True. Sure. But, I mean, the, um, the helmsman said things were comically huge you know, are comically, like, dangerous on that planet, we can say, yeah, we're here to study the orc spores that made it this bad. Hmm. And then just blame orc spores for everything. Orc spores. In that case, as, as you approach the station, it, you are hailed by the station itself. We will answer the hail. The uh, person on the other end is a um, a tech priest of... It's, it's difficult to tell with tech priests, but it looks like they are a female... But they are very, very heavily augmented, wearing um, the cogtooth pattern of a chief engine seer along the hem of their robe. And they um, speak to you and says, Inquisition vessel, we are hailing you. Speaking is chief engine seer Gemina. This is an Adeptus Mechanicus research facility. Please state the reason for your presence. Chief engineer seer? Chief engine seer. It's a, a compound word of engine and seer. Okay. That, that would be the... Um, rank of person who is um in charge of like a, a research team like that well ketho you want to give your story about orc spores chief engineer gemina this is lord rolkine acolyte aboard the spear of discord uh, we will be docking in a few minutes we are coming to look into biologic anomalies in the sector uh, make me a deception roll because this is a bold-faced lie with minus 30 if I want to use a fate point, I have to declare it beforehand or after. Uh, well, for our house roll, house rule, we have two things. You can roll a test, and once you've rolled it, say, I want to re-roll that, I'll spend a fate point and re-roll it. Or you can say, before you roll a test, I'm spending a fate point to gain plus 10 on the test. That's a normal bit. But our house rule is, if you fail that test, you get to re-roll it with that same plus 10 bonus. Okay. Um, okay. Without That's spending it. an additional point. So it's minus 30? Yes. 24. Target of 42. Nice. So you, um, you beat her uh, scrutiny roll, saying, Biologic anomalies. Our scans had not detected any such things on the planet. Do you imply that we have been doing our jobs insufficiently? 
No, no, not at all. It's We're behind on the curve. We have been very thorough in our scans. I understand. I would love to see your your uh, your data and research. This is a new thing we've recently learned about. This is a system that we're told it was detected from. It's orc spores. Orc spores. Orc spores. We'll take a new look. Some of it will require some recalibration. Um, but we're going to do some research first, and then we'll start setting you up to do some more uh, further investigation down the road. Orc spore presence. Unlikely, but possible. Very well. Make your approach to docking bay C. They indicate the proper place to go to, and uh, some docking lights start blinking there. Emperor, thank you for your service. This is this is not a particularly big facility, so you make your approach in a um in your case your gun cutter probably, and use that to dock rather than docking the entire frigate. Um, at this point, then yeah, Gemina terminates the connection. Salt and um, Romulus turn to you and say, well, Salt says, at this point, our paths diverge. We are tasked with going to a different system and hunting down another one of these faceless traitors. Inquisitor Margolin and Inquisitor Tiberius, your Inquisitor, have decided to cooperate on this one. He seems displeased by that. If anyone wants to roll a scrutiny test to find more information, you can. <laughs> Should I even bother? Tyrus doesn't roll scrutiny, he just mind reads everyone. <laughs> but no, I'll roll scrutiny for that. Sure. Actually, no, it's perception. It's perception. Yeah. Or or you could just ask him to elaborate further. Well, yeah, a Tyrus will just say, before, uh, what exactly do you mean? Well, our Inquisitors have a difference of method. Greta Margolin is very disciplined and selective in the pursuit of her goals. Your Inquisitor has a reputation as one who has no such scruples about the methods he uses. As long as a tool works, he does it. So it sounds like Greta Margolin is more on the puritanical end of the spectrum, and while not necessarily radical, then your Inquisitor, Saul Tiberius, is significantly looser with what he um, will accept. And uh, this is new information to your characters. It's the first that you've heard of it specifically. Tyrus responds to this by saying, uh, do not the ends justify the means. Sometimes the means can cause problems worse than the end that would have come. Be very careful which tools you choose to utilize in your search to um, purge heretics and protect the emperor's realm. Tyrus is, uh, if he wasn't being looked at, he'd roll his eyes at this, but he's, <laughs> he knows he's being scrutinized himself, so he will shake his head a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Tyrus, will, don't worry. Tyrus does not agree with Rexler Salt's point of view. No, but I'll feign, I'll feign <laughs> uh, interest and agreement in that statement. Yeah. Zarkov makes no comment because he uh, thinks he's probably one of those radical decisions. <laughs> Normally get killed. You are a radical decision. I say, well, we'll leave it up to you to make your own passage out of the system. Before then, we actually should go to the, um, the astropathic choir room. Actually, we're going to speak with our Inquisitor and would like you present. This is probably the last scene we're going to do tonight. Very well. Yep. And so um, la last time you got a recorded message, basically, from your Inquisitor. And now you get to have an in-person conversation with Greta Margolin. So you go up to um, the astropathic choir room again. Um, all of you sort of pile into the chambers. And the astropath projects an image of Greta Margolin. Uh, who's a sort of ma matronly-looking woman, um, 
appears in like early 60s, uh, but wears some sort of heavy carapace plate armor. And she looks at all of you and says, Greetings, acolytes, mine and those of Inquisitor Tiberius. I trust you are doing well now, now that you have had some chance to recover from your trials. Tyrus shrugs his shoulders as there's still a bandage over his nose. <laughs> yeah, Lecture Salt says that, um, he's like, yes, we have, we have recovered and are ready to return service, my lady. It's good. And I, I must thank the four of you who are not my personal acolytes very much because though you are not sworn to my service, you have done me a great boon through your actions. None of my other cells were in position to assist Romulus's cell when they went out of commission. I'm very glad that you were able to help as you were. So thank you very much for your timely intervention. It is our honor to serve. <laughs> By the Emperor's will. I uh, do hope that our paths can converge in person so that I may show my gratitude. I did at least want to express my thanks to you now. I have matters I wish to discuss with my acolytes, but unless you have further questions, then I will bid you leave now. Do we have anything? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. No, I think we're good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just ask, uh, is there any reports from Acheron since we left? Well, to my understanding, then, um, well, none of the other acolytes aside from Romulus were able to escape with their lives. All the faceless traitors have been apprehended. Nothing seems to have slipped through the cracks. The apprehension efforts led by Yersel have borne immediate fruit. All things should be in good order. Is there anything else uh, anyone wants to ask? I don't have anything. Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Nope. All right, well, mm-hmm. Tyrus will bow and then leave the room. Go with the Emperor, all of you. And uh, Re- Rexler Salt also gives you a respectful nod as you leave, because even if he doesn't like your methods, then he still acknowledges that you saved one of his colleagues. All right. Do any of you want to say anything in particular to anybody who's on the ship before you go? The ones you know on the ship would be uh, Romulus and Interrogator Rexler Salt. I'll go speak to the Interrogator. Okay. Uh, just privately or with other people? Other people could go. I'm just going to ask for some basic advice on our mission. Okay. Uh, you guys want to go with? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll follow. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go to his space office. Where does yeah. he conduct his business? Um, he's got like a, a small cabin on the spine of the ship that has like a little attached viewing balcony. And he is currently like out on the viewing balcony with a number of like maps and important looking documents spread in front of him on his desk. When you guys come to the door, then uh, he lets you in. He says like, Acolytes. My lord, do you have a moment to impart us with some advice before we leave? Yes. Yes, I could be... I could uh, spend some time speaking with you for a moment, sir. Come on in. And he uh, invites you in. This is a uh, spaceship, so everything is quite cramped, but he's got like a small sitting area with like a a few... They're not really couches so much as they are like seats that fold down from the walls, organized around a little table. And the same room has like his sleeper cot and whatnot in there. A small bathroom. I'll take a seat. Mm-hmm. What did you specifically wish to ask? Well, in this situation, it seems like we have to be less uh, subtle than we have been before. Um, how would you advise being more 
brazen when it comes to the Inquisition? Or what are the some of the pitfalls you've experienced? Well, the first thing to remember is that you, regardless of, well, technically, a agent of the Inquisition walking into a situation has authority second only to the Emperor himself when walking into any sort of imperial facility or settlement. But the authority figures present there often get quite rankled by some outsider stepping in and taking control. So while you technically do have ultimate authority, some people will be quite reluctant to assist you if you go in with too heavy a touch. Make sure they know that you are aware of their wants and needs, even if it is entirely up to you whether they're met. I see. That is good advice. And uh, any part, I mean, you've seen our, our briefings. Any, any particular advice for this? Uh, what would you look for if you were staying here? Well, Tabitha Wright, this particular faceless traitor, um, the briefings mentioned nothing specific about what she was here for. But from the knowledge I have from the briefings, I can't think of a reason why someone would go here for anything other than, like, um, xenofauna taking animals from this planet and shipping them off-world. Your report indicates you already encountered at least one animal from fear itself on your last mission. So you can see that some, despite the danger inherent in bringing these creatures off-world, some people do it, and it is quite a status symbol to own such a dangerous animal. So I would expect, going in, that she has brought a team equipped for taking down dangerous creatures alive. And that indicates to me that it has... I mean, this does not look like a planet where vehicles would be super useful, but various weapons to subdue targets rather than kill them outright would be something to expect. I'd also anticipate, I would also guess, there'd be a good number of uh, lethal arms as well. I mean, this this is the source of their supply. This is where their supply chain begins. It would probably be heavily defended, correct? Yes, this is... And this is the Imperium. Assume there are lethal arms everywhere you go. So, um... I'm guessing the surface is mostly, like, thick jungle? Yes. The surface, um... If you are sort of, like, familiar with the South American cloud forests, rainforests that are high enough altitude that the clouds actually form among the trees, um, that's sort of the way i envision most of the planet's surface so uh we should definitely bring flamethrowers flamethrowers would definitely be super useful i was trying to think also like how we're gonna land the gun cutter in the woods if we have to and that's where i'm thinking about flamethrowers um for the gun cutter probably you would touch it down in a clearing somewhere and continue on foot through the um actual jungle who says there's a clearing Gotta make your own LZ. <laughs> you have auto cannons and heavy bolters if you really need to clear some area. Oh, oh god, I'm just thinking about that uh, Metalocalypse scene where they have to clear a, <laughs> a piece of jungle with gunfire. It's great. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that, but I've seen uh, Predator when they clear the jungle with gunfire. <laughs> that sounds most effective. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm out of questions. I look to see if my colleagues have anything else to ask. Colleagues? I mean, Zarkov doesn't talk to people, so uh, he kind of just goes, mm-hmm. I mean, he he can speak if you have things to say, but if he has mm-hmm. nothing to say, then that's, that is fair. Uh, what about Martin? 
Um, yeah, not much. Like I said, I already asked about the surface, and then um, is there anything we wanted to ask about the the rogue traders, like ship? Uh, how we might potentially subdue that if we needed to, or take it over potentially? You know what I'm saying? The battle cruiser. Yeah. If we well, if the that battle cruiser a, a threat. Mm -hmm. The um. Taking the battlecruiser by force with... Did you have any questions that Tyrus would want to ask? Uh, no, I think Tyrus is ready to go. Okay. Great. Well, I say uh, well, thank you very much for your time. And uh, Emperor, bless you on your journeys. Mm -hmm. That's good. Do you want to talk to... Wait. Uh, is it Re... We were just talking to Rexar Salt, right? Yeah. Um, like As he ushers you to the door and um, gets ready to head out, well, it gets ready for you guys to head out, rather. He's not going anywhere. Then he, he sort of, like, looks over all of you collectively and says, Well, you know, I've seen a great many people during my time. I'm not an Inquisitor, but I have served uh, Inquisitor Margolin for several decades at this point. First as an acolyte, then as an interrogator. And I've seen... A number of individuals who thought that the powers of the Imperium's enemies could be controlled and used for the benefit of mankind. I, through my own very hard-won experience, have found that to not be the case, and that as tempting as it may seem to meddle in these sorts of powers, as harmless as these things may seem, down that path always leads to failure and damnation. And I would strongly advise, if any of you ever are put in a situation where you could embrace these sorts of powers, that you decline. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. I See, I'm very anti-embracing of weird things. Yes, I would hope you are. And he looks at you with some degree of suspicion for a moment, because he was, if you recall, the one in charge of the debriefing from all the events of last uh, arc, where, for the listeners who are just joining us now, you absolutely meddled in Xeno stuff. And Tyrus now, of course, has the um, is revealed to the party, has that chaos ritual book in his possession. So you, you guys are not actually heeding Rex, Rex or Salt's advice, but it's good that uh, he cares about you. Oh. At least to the point that he doesn't want more enemies in the future it's not really genuine caring but that's uh that's all and he lets you guys head on out now we're gonna start off with you guys actually pulling into the uh research station above fear um it doesn't really have a um a designation beyond uh fear research station uh that the adeptus mechanicus used because it is the only real populated anything in the system it doesn't have a lot to recommend it to the average space tourist other than this planet filled with deadly megafauna. Okay, so you guys pull aboard the little docking tube attaches to the big old um, frigate. Yeah, the, the orbital station is like, it's kind of small, but it has a docking point that will allow your um, frigate to dock with it. So the, the frigate is actually bigger than the orbital station. It's not a large place. Oh, geez, really? So, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the frigate has like a crew of, uh, 
a couple hundred people squeezed into like half a kilometer long ship. It's about the same size as your frigate, this this particular research station. Are we docking with the gun cutter or with the frigate? I mean, you can just go aboard in the gun cutter if you don't want to dock the frigate. I mean, you know, when... actually, um, probably what would happen here is, um, because you guys are the only ones who are really going to be staying at fear. Everyone else on the ship is bound to other locations to hunt other faceless traders. So you, they are actually probably going to drop off, drop you guys off here in your gun cutter. All right. Very well. Our gun cutter doesn't have Inquisition stuff on it, does it? No, it's it's not like marked as an Inquisition ship, I believe. I mean, it it wouldn't be marked as an Inquisition ship unless you guys consciously put something on there to say it was such. I don't I don't believe we did. Mm-hmm. No. Did we actually agree on its color at one point? Was it like purple and purple, black, and gold or something? Yes, it was. It was the the fastest you guys have ever made a decision in the entire campaign was on the color of the gun cutter. John's like, I want it black and purple with a little bit of gold on it. And everyone's like, sounds dope. And you're all like, okay, good, done. Boom. (laughs) Decision made in less than 10 seconds. When it matters, when the chips are down, we can come together as a team. (laughs) For for the truly high-stakes situations, you function as a well-oiled machine. (laughs) As the Emperor wills it. Perfect. Tyrus volunteers to pilot the gun cutter. Okay. Huh? Do you have pilot skills? Oh yeah. Uh, I thought me and John were the only ones with pilot skills. All right. So you guys, um, you take it in to the docking bay. Tyrus, you want to play uh, registered? Oh no, you're piloting gun cutter. I'm, so I'm sorry. busy doing work. That's fine. This is the only time I had to play. But all right, it's okay. We will find time very soon. No, I'm very busy. I have a lot of work to do, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Your convenience will not get you out of every situation. No, my skill at Regicide will. <laughs> I angrily pull up a digital copy of Regicide on the gun cutter's computer in the cockpit and slam my fist on the control panel and say, I can do two things at once. I shall pilot the ship while playing a game of Regicide with you on the ship's computer. Oh, hold on a second. Sorry. Sorry, what? I have some notes I have to go over. Sorry, you had your chance. You had your chance. Oh, well. I walk to the other side of the gutter. Out of spite, I turn the AI on. Oh, except there's no AI. Is, is, is AI so heretical that there can't even be a chess computer in 40K? This is an excellent question. I, I don't believe they can have a chess computer unless it is hooked up to an organic brain. Are you serious? Like, I can't even play computer chess to kill some time, because it's because computer chess is heresy. <laughs> because it's AI. Chess is heresy. Damn right it is. If it's not like actual true artificial intelligence, I think it is possible to do that. Like you can have a computer run the chess board for you. But will it play me? I think that's heretical. It might just be heresy. Yep, it's probably, probably heresy. heresy. <laughs> you said the name of the show. I did say the name of the show. Tyrus curses. The Ecclesiarchy and their stupid rules about AI. This is actually the Mechanicus and their oh. rules about the AI. Wouldn't the Ecclesiarchy? Ha- or I guess no. I guess that would be the Mechanicus. All right. Mm-hmm. Tyrus curses the Mechanicus for their stupid rules about AI and how it's heretical. He just wanted a chess computer and he can't have it. And so he says this exactly as the docking bay opens and the tech priest greets you. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately shut up. 
Okay, so you guys um, pull up onto the um, Mechanicus research station, which is sort of like in this sort of like a shape of like a big pancake with a uh, like pillar structure in the middle of it. It's not quite like a ring station because they have artificial gravity plentiful in the Imperium. It's like a big pancake shaped structure. As as you sort of approach, you see there are like a number of servo skulls like flitting around the outside of the station, just sort of like patrolling around and performing routine maintenance. And you um, pull into the uh, the docking location that they give you. They have like a, a hangar uh, that you fly into. It has your ship plus like a few shuttles drawn up in like Mechanicus Red. Standing in the hangar to greet you is not... Chief Engine Seer Gemina, who you talked to over comms, but a, a different tech priest uh, with like a couple functionaries and a number of servitors behind him. This is a not super augmented tech priest, so probably fairly junior. Wonder how Martin feels about that. He's just a youngling. So yeah, you you just you get out of the ship and walk down into the hangar. I guess I can ask that tech priest about. Where to find any augment? Those did we want to find over here? Because I also I think there were some weapon attachments, right? We'll get to that in uh, in a moment. Okay. As you um sort of walk down the egg entrance ramp of your gun cutter, which is it's a fairly big um ve- like vessel by like atmospheric fighter craft standards. Like the max capacity in there is like thirty people, but it has like small sleeting berths for like six i imagine it's kind of like not quite as big as like a a military transport plane but it's kind of close to that in size but like not just like a hollow tube it has a cargo area and a seating area and sleeping berths and such yeah you you get off the gun cutter and this tech priest on the ramp sort of uh, extends his hands upwards in greeting he says hello greetings visitors i'm tech adept garris I'm very pleased to meet you, all of you. Please come with me. Wave back with my mechadendroids. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see one of you, one of you among all of you, is blessed by the Omnisaya, truly. Greetings, fellow tech priest. Yes, this one won't let me replace any of his limbs, pointing towards uh, Zarkov. <laughs> A missed opportunity, truly, but there... This, the Magos biologists have many wonderful things they can do to improve just even the unaugmented human form. Truly wondrous things. I said I'd get some synth muscle. But not oh, the good kind. synth muscle. Yes. It would be most most well suited to your frame. Come with me, please. We uh I will show you to um the command center with uh because Chief Engineer Gemina does wish to speak to you in person, but she is quite busy at the moment. We anticipate speaking with her as well. Uh so lead on. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, he, he gathers all of you, and you all walk along a uh, number of corridors. Um, most of the inhabitants you pass are actually servitors. Probably, like, five servitors per every actual human on the place. So how many could I steal before you think they'd notice? <laughs> Depends how sneaky you are about it. <laughs> but do we ever talk anymore about, like... Uh... Just uh, getting, like, a, a gun servitor, a couple of gun yeah, servitors. Um, actually, on on the way there, you can speak to him about um, things you'd like to acquire. So you, you have the opportunity to make some more acquisition rolls. All right. Mm-hmm. Get me that synth muscle, man. Me first. 
Lol, get swole lol. AF. So uh, everyone think of like two things you'd like to acquire, and we'll roll for those things. Basically, because they are not super well stocked being like a small research station, but they do have quite a bit of... Being a Mechanicus facility, they do have a much larger than average amount of technology on hand compared to your average Imperial installation. What things does each person want to try and get? My entire wish list is just skills and things. <laughs> Tyrus wishes not for material goods anymore. Unless anyone can think of any anything nice that a, that a Psycho could use, like, say, a Force Sword. How, how hard would a roll be to find a Force Sword? I would have to check that. I have plenty of Force Staff and a Force Sword. Well, Force <laughs> Sword, the advantage of a Force Sword is that at least you can kind of, like, well, I don't want to say it's inconspicuous exactly, but it's at least less conspicuous than a Force Staff. Mm-hmm. Fair. Which is always Tyrus's problem, is that he's always trying to hide the fact that he is a psyker, which makes using force weapons rather difficult. Because as soon as you power the thing up, then everyone knows you're a psyker. And they um they, they also do have like runes and stuff carved into them anyway, so even when they're not powered up, they look very much not like a normal weapon. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a regular power sword. And when he swings it, you can hear the wailing of the damned. <laughs> Matt, you said you had a, a cloak? What kind of cloak do you have? Mesh cloak. It gives me four armor to everywhere except for the head. And it's uh, hidden. Oh. I would actually like what to try to get one of those. What does Ketho have for armor? Um, my inconspicuous one is an armored body glove. But I also have uh, the Imperial flak armor. Mm-hmm. Which is four to all, including the head. Yeah. Because they got a helmet. Damn right. I mean, I could always just roll for something stupid like... Uh, what's that thing called? Like an auto compass... But I think that's like a ni- minus 70 to roll. Mm. I think it's near unique. Last time I looked it up, if memory serves. I, uh, I'd, I'd have to take a look. Yeah, but Tyrus offers his rolls to any failed rolls that uh, the party has. So you guys should go first. And if you need spare rolls, I can offer them. Yeah. So um, it sounds like, Davis, you have a few things that you are looking to buy. So Oh, yes. Why don't you um, start off? Synth muscle and... Probably the backpack ammo supply. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, and that'll be you're just buying the parts for it for you to install yourself for the backpack yeah. ammo supply. So that will be yeah. So is this um just getting a standard synth muscle? No, no, I'm gonna get the unnatural strength one. All right, the uh, that'll be um minus thirty from whatever it is normally. Uh, synth muscle's rare, so minus twenty which would go down to plus zero because you're Mechanicus, which would go up to plus 30. Um, you can make a commerce check opposed with um, Tech Adept Garrus, and okay. that'll give you, if you beat him, an extra bonus on acquiring this thing. All right. Uh, I do have commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, any modifiers? or No modifiers. He doesn't feel particularly positive or against all of you no, in a particular it. way. All right, so you do not beat him at this. So you, you don't get a bonus, but he doesn't, like, beat you so soundly that I'm going to give you a penalty. All right, influence test at minus 30 for the synth muscle. Oh, my God. I'm rolling terribly. Unfortunately, um, you did not pass this test. So you, you don't get the synth no. muscle, but okay. um, you've got another acquisition. You said backpack ammo supply. Yeah, is what you were which looking is... For? 
normal, so that shouldn't be too hard. Scarce is its normal uh, rarity, so that means um, if you're just buying the parts, it is plus 30 to that. So this is an influence at plus 20, much more likely. There we go. All right, yeah, you got that. You get the backpack ammo supply. So you're going to be hooking that up to probably the um, missile launcher. Missile launcher. So it can have a magazine of like five of them loaded. Should be epic. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Anyone else have anything in mind next? I would like basic synth muscle, not crazy doom synth muscle. All right, basic synth muscle is rare, which is minus 20. All right, so I'll roll an influence test for that. You got it. Hey! All right, so you are, you're given like a, a box of just like slabs of artificial muscle to graft into your body. I, I look at um Martin just like, you know what must be done. Yes. <laughs> this is something that you, it'll require a bit of recovery time uh, after you basically put extra muscle in all over your body. It's a pretty in- extensive surgery, so you'll probably want to wait till after fear to put the stuff in. Um, trying to remember, there was one other thing I wanted. Augur array? Sounds about right. I mean, the the irregular aspects is uh, scarce, so minus 10 to acquire. The auger array is rare, so minus 20. They're functionally the same, just one of them you don't need hands for. Yeah, which is pretty, it's still pretty cool, though, I think. But then there was the MIU weapon interface. Is that weapon specific, or can you hook it up to any weapon? Uh, you can hook that up to any weapon. It's an implant, so it, it is attached to your body. All right, I'll, I think I'll go for that. I'll keep on that theme for now of the uh, implants, because those are kind of the, the three things I wanted, at least for implants. But I'll, I'll try that. So what's the uh, rarity on that one? For the auger array? The auger array is minus. Uh, not not the auger array, the uh, MIU. Oh, the MIU uh, weapon interface is rare. That is minus 20. Uh, let's try this again. Yeah, it worked last time. Nope. Nothing. Uh, All right. 46 out of 29, so not. Oh, well. Close, but no cigar. Nothing. Eric, I've got one of them I'd like to get. Uh, What is it? Uh, chameleon line cloak. Ooh. Very oh. Nice. I have one of those, remember? That's what almost got me uh, killed in the uh, PDF. I know. Now it's my <laughs> turn. Uh, your so turn like... to almost get killed. <laughs> Nine. Oh, yeah. All right. So you, you get a very nice new Chameleoline cloak. Chameleoline is the space camouflage, which essentially is a, a mimic fabric that will blend automatically blend in with its surroundings. Tis pretty sweet. Yes. All right. Very good, very good. The only thing Tyrus is eyeing at the shops, well, not really shops, wherever it is that we're looking, is a high-quality chrono for absolutely no reason. <laughs> you can go for it. It's just got, like, gears and sprockets. It's got a freaking chain on it, let's say. I, I don't mean, like, a chain that you wear it with. No, I mean, like, it's got a drive chain <laughs> to power the needles. Oh, God. And it's really tiny. It's only, like, half an inch long. Two little sprockets that are maybe like an eighth of an inch in diameter. It has an internal pendulum in an anti-grav chamber. I'm just making this shit up. I don't know. <laughs> it's a super fancy thing or doodle. A chronometer is uh, plentiful. So if I wanted to get a best quality one, that would push it to what? Okay. So it would be minus 10. For a best quality? Okay. Yeah. Am I really doing this? Am I really wasting this roll right now? Uh, you will always know what time it is. 
If you want to think about it for a second, I know what I want next. Okay, what have you got? Eric, I would like to see if they have any firebombs around. Ooh. They are plentiful. Well, it's like, a, you could just make one. A firebomb is like a Molotov cocktail. Go uh, roll, see if you can no. get that. You fail firebombs? They've got none there. All I'm right. looking right so at you, them, you and get, I can't um, find them. Where? You get the Chameleoline cloak, but not the firebombs. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. Well, we had to find us some Promethium in a bottle, though, right? They were plentiful. So that's uh, what kind of modifier is that? Plus 20. It was such a bad roll. I rolled an 86 with a target of 75. Do you want me to try to go for it? I mean, if you feel like having firebombs would be beneficial, I do. You, you mm. could buy me an MIU. All right. Well, basically, I'm making a minus 10 roll to get the best quality Kronos, or I can try to get your firebombs. Firebombs. You, you can do both. You have two acquisitions. You have two acquisitions, yeah. All right. I roll 26. Is that a pass? Uh, for 44 influence, yes. This was rolling for the Kronos? This was, no, this was for firebombs. All right. It, it means you get four firebombs. Essentially just Molotov cocktails. Ketho, did you want all four of these? We can spread them around if you wanted. Uh, how does it sound to the rest of the party if uh, each member gets a firebomb? Sounds good. All right, I pass out the firebombs amongst my party. And I use, and by use, I mean squander my last roll, which the GM has graciously given me to go find the fanciest pocket watch ever. And I roll a 100. Oh, no. You find you, a demon. You accidentally sell your kidneys. We all know it was going to happen sooner or later. Okay, well, a natural 100 is the actual worst you could roll. So, Ooh. Tech Adept Garrus is offended that you would ask for such a nice watch, and your influence is permanently reduced by two. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, same thing kind of happened to me the other day. Welcome to the club. How can asking for a pocket watch... Davis did lose some influence on a uh, a roll a little while ago. How can me like asking for a pocket watch reduce my influence? How could how could asking for a Camelin cloak almost get us killed? <laughs> but see that I understand. <laughs> I think you're just racist. Racist I mean, against untouchables. He's not wrong. So just to do the math, that means I am two point six percent repeating less of an inquisitor. Uh huh. Because have I asked, asked for, for that damn watch. watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So my influence is now forty-two. And if we had it our way, you'd you'd be kicked out completely for what you said. You are gone forever. This is appalling. It's like, don't you guys need to keep time up here? I mean, you're in a space station. Time and <laughs> accurate timekeeping, I imagine, is very important. It is. Or are you insulted not that you don't have them or that I would want one of them because you need them for all of your timekeeping? <laughs> it's not utilitarian enough. You asked for something like engraved and shit, I'm assuming, and they're offended by that. Um, yeah, it, it was a best quality chrono, so. <laughs> Too fancy for their liking, I guess. Thank you for listening to It's Probably Heresy. You can support the show on the Patreon page for It's Probably Heresy, and our work is also available on a number of other sites and podcast services. If you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes through Patreon, or by emailing itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com, with no apostrophe. Though few may know of your service, the Emperor thanks you 
for your sacrifice.